0: Coming to you live from the Igobliss Tower, this is the Splat Zones. Welcome back to the Splat Zones. We are a monthly video cast slash podcast. Dedicated to bringing you the best Nintendo-related topics, and this is another mini-episode that we decided to give to you, the fans, for gracing us with over 15,000 downloads. This episode, we will discuss the many revelations from Nintendo's latest Direct. For any new listeners, I am your host, Nice1983.
1: And I'm your co-host, Mario After Party.
0: And guys, I just want to thank you all for the feedback that we got on the show's new music. It is from the mixtape album, Splat Tunes, by Game Chops. And the album can be downloaded on music.gamechops.com. Special thanks to Chris Cutman for the permission to use these tracks. So, we like it. We are going to officially say that it is our official opener and closer for the Splat Zones. But what we're going to do now is we're going to just dive right in. Now, this is a story that came out a little bit before the direct... Um, Literally a few hours before the Direct started and it's that the Pokemon Go GDC press conference was cancelled um, So basically we've been waiting Since the announcement of Pokemon Go on any more information and apparently We were supposed to get it at the GDC the game developers conference only for a few days in advance for John Hankey Uh, the CEO of Niantic to say that it's not happening and There was no statement for a few hours, but when he finally does say something This is what he had to say We have decided to forego our GDC talk on Pokemon go in order to focus on getting the product ready for beta test and launch as much as we hate to disappoint those in industry attending GDC We feel our time and energy right now are best spent on making sure every aspect of the product is where we want it to be. What do you think about that, man? Do you think they're kind of like biding time, maybe the game isn't as far along as they want it to be, or is it legit that they're waiting on their beta testing?
1: I mean, I'm just so surprised that Nintendo has delayed a title. That never happens.
0: (laughs) Dude, yeah, I mean... This one sucks. This one sucks because this this is something that we want.
1: It sucks. I mean, come on. Are you really surprised? Nintendo delays their stuff all the time. It's been kind of like it was the story of 2015, man. it's like, you know, really unfortunate but not that surprising. Um, I'm sure it'll be great when it comes out but, you know, Nintendo is going through a transition period right now. They have a new president, and they've got some new leadership, so they're going to have to work out some kinks before they get it right. But, I mean, you know, as a fan, yeah, it's frustrating.
0: Dude, I, I'm i bummed out. I'm super bummed out. What buzzed me out even more, the announcement that they made later within the day, and that was that the volunteers for the field test of Pokemon Go is... You know, they've opened up their registration. They basically, in that same day that they canceled their press conference, they opened up registration to be part of their beta testing, which they're calling, calling a field test. And it's exclusive to Japan. It's exclusive. It's literally region locked. That was a huge bummer. I have been wanting to be part of this beta since they said there was a beta coming. Um, I kind of do like the fact that they're calling it a field test, because, I mean, this the way the game supposedly works is it uses GPS and augmented reality, so I guess you would be out in the field uh, working or testing this game, but it's, it's a bummer, because it's like, dude, it's like, at least on this side of the world, it's like a two-punch. It's a one-two punch, because there's literally, we're not going to have our conference, and We're only going to open up our beta in Japan.
1: Well, other countries are coming later. We just don't know when. They haven't announced any dates.
0: True, but man, I went to the website just to see if it works. And it literally says, this website does not work in your region. Please stay tuned for more news regarding your region.
1: (laughs) going to have to get a VPN.
0: Apparently so.
1: A VPN blocker or a Tor browser or something.
0: Super bummed. Um... But it is what it is. I mean, I am excited to know that the game is already at least in its beta mode. You know, that they're, that they're in the fa- that phase. They're that far along. Because usually the time between beta testing and launch isn't all that long. Usually. Other times it's really cutting it close.
1: Mm-mm.
0: Well, that's it for the Pokemon Go news. Uh, none of it's really... Happy, you know it kind of bumps me out But at least later on in that day we did get the Nintendo Direct Honestly, I think Nintendo came out swinging But they had a few misses in the in that uh, But I think they started strong the first thing that they talked about was a uh, Star Fox Zero and We finally finally got completion on that game um and I don't know if you saw the the, the the trailer in high def, but they really went ahead and basically the, the version they showed at E3 was ugly and it delaying the game might have been beneficial because looking at it in this form that they showed, it looks much better than what they were showing at E3. Like they cleaned up the graphics, obviously they had Platinum Games helping them work on the title, and it made a difference. So... And I'm a huge Star Fox fan. I'm fi- I'm happy that basically they went and said that the game is very similar to Star Fox 64. So that's what I kind of wanted. Like Star Fox 64 is like the epitome of a Star Fox game. So we really needed to be as close to that as possible without you know without being too similar, you know. There's a formula, just follow the formula cuz I honestly want to say that Star Fox has become, like, Nintendo's bastard child, where they would do weird shit with the character, and it didn't always pan out, and then they were always surprised that the games weren't doing well, um, so that happened. On top of that, they announced Star Fox Guard, um, this is an interesting title to me, I don't don't know if you were watching E3 back in 2014, when they, when they initially discussed, a Star Fox game in general. If you're watching the show floor, they uh, they were having this demo for a game called Project Guard. Um, basically, and this is cool—you, you, you, you—you you have this arena, right? And you set up these little cameras, and through the cameras, you start to to visualize these robots, and they're attacking the 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 arena base, and you have to basically attack them from the cameras what they went ahead and did was that was and that was being developed by shigeru miyamoto and it's supposed to basically really show off what the gamepad is all about um... well that game is,
1: is similar to uh... it reminded me of five nights at freddy's i don't know if you've ever heard of that game i've well, heard
0: of it never played it
1: it's a, it's a similar game you don't get to place the cameras but there are cameras around um, the building that you're in and you have to constantly monitor them because if you don't monitor one camera and um, one of these creepy stuffed animals that's trying to kill you gets too close, then uh, you'll lose and it'll kill you. Yeah. So you're constantly going back, monitoring these cameras in a really uh, creepy atmosphere. This game, you get to place the cameras. It's a little more of a strategic element to it, and also it looks like... It, it's probably going to be kind of like a puzzle game because there's going to be a lot of, uh, you know, different puzzle elements probably to it. But, um, I mean, it looks fun. It looks it looks pretty good. I was um, definitely interested in it.
0: Yeah. Okay, the correct terminology is tower defense game. So, it's yeah, it's a tower defense game. And I remember looking at the demo at E3 during the uh, Treehouse Live event that they do every E3. And I thought it looked fun, but I didn't think it was like a standalone game. And I like that they've kind of, like, remolded it to fit within the Star Fox universe. So, that, them doing that is going to make a huge, you know, it's, it's huge because it's like we're getting two games set within the Star Fox universe. And I like the fact that they're bundling them in one package because the game really isn't strong enough to be its own standalone release. To me, it seems something more along the lines of, like, virtual console or, you know, eShop game. But I like the fact that they're flipping it, putting it in with the Star Fox bundle, giving it a Star Fox backstory and saying, here's two games for the price of one. And there's a few Mario Maker elements in there as well, because you can basically create your own stages and put them online. So what we might have to do, bro, is do what we did over the holiday break where I had the Mario Maker challenge. We might have the Star Fox Guard challenge.
1: Yeah, that'd be cool.
0: Yeah, so I, you know, I thought that was a pretty strong way to get the Direct going. Um, We, you know, it was either Star Fox or Zelda. They had to do one of the two. They, you have to start the Direct with one of those game announcements. Because if you don't, you're basically going to have a bunch of pissed off, you know, fans. Like, where are these games? When are these games coming out? And personally, if they delayed Star Fox again, I would have had a freaking heart attack now here's the second uh news story from the uh from the direct this is probably my favorite announcement from the direct uh the splatoon was getting more updates specifically we're getting two updates um the first one is out tomorrow march 8th because we're recording on the 7th uh and that's a balancing update so they're gonna be balancing the game they're gonna be balancing uh I think they said they were going to balance items, uh, I'm sorry, weapons and gear so that lesser known gear uh, and lesser known weapons can be used more often. So they're going to basically buff the game.
1: And they're also going to make updates to the matchmaking system, which, for the love of God, I hope that they let you play with your friends during Splatfest because that is one of the most irritating things when. You know, in a normal turf war game, you can go in and and join your friends, and you can't do it in Splatfest. It kind of ruins the whole Splatfest for me. So hopefully they improve that. We will see tomorrow.
0: Yeah, I'm excited, man. Um, I'm really hoping that whatever you know, whatever you know, because they didn't really you know, they said they were gonna do matchmaking updates and weapon balancing updates, but I really want right. I really want to be playing with my friends in Splatfest.
1: Yeah, and I mean, that is what, I mean, that, the Splatoon, um, information that they released about the updates, that was what got me the most excited in the whole Nintendo Direct. I was, I was like, man, that is awesome, they're still supporting it, um, god, I really hope that they fix the the Splatfest, um, matchmaking, but yeah, and then they're also going to be updating, um, that new weapons called Sheldon's picks.
0: Yes, I'm. That is what I'm super excited for, man. The Sheldon's picks. Uh, basically they described it as new weapon combinations.
1: Right. Yes, new weapon combinations. Excuse me. I don't. I don't know if there's actually going to be a new weapons. It just might be the same weapons with different, um, sub weapon com- combinations to them. Yeah, that's. In, wh- uh, special combinations.
0: Yeah, that's how I took that information. I was like, um. Basically, they, what I'm thinking because I use a Kraken roller that is like my weapon of choice So from what I took from that what I gathered from from the directors that they're basically saying hey You can get a Kraken roller That has a bomb as a sub weapon instead of you know the beacons as a sub weapon and if that's the case I'm a hundred percent enthusiastic about that because that is such you know, we don't necessarily need any more new weapons but having, you know, different weapon types and different sub-weapons with weapons that you already like, that completely changes the game. That completely changes the game.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. So hopefully uh, these updates um, are worth the wait tomorrow.
0: Yeah, 100% agree. Alright, we got some more updates to Mario Maker that are like... Super badass Some of these updates for Mario maker are cool like the inclusion of the key door. I don't know if you um If you saw that part with of the direct You know you shake the the doors and they become key doors and then it basically adds whole new Like ways to to design levels in that game because now you can build levels that have bosses in them And that could be the goal for the level. I'm like that's super cool. The way that Nintendo is continuing to support titles with DLC has been phenomenal. Like, let's go back to Mario Kart. Mario Kart has some great DLC. You know, and then Smash Brothers, they just wrapped up their DLC. And that has turned out to be incredible as well. So many new fighters. Uh, Of course, Splatoon's DLC has been nothing but a pleasure. And it's helped a good game become better and Mario Maker, which was already a good game, updating this game with these little updates make a huge difference for a game like Mario Maker because it it continues to add fresh ideas for that title and it keeps the community who builds all these amazing stages, it keeps them flourishing. Like it's just such a good idea for them. Like I'm to this day I have been nothing but impressed With the way that Nintendo's handled DLC. And the way that they've continued to support titles. I honestly thought Splatoon was done. And I thought Mario Maker wasn't done. But I didn't think it would be getting a significant update. Like the ones they showed off in the direct. So I thought that was some really cool um, little information that they dropped on us. I still play Mario Maker. And I'm literally, as soon as these updates come out. We're going to have the Mario Maker 2 challenge. Because guess what, bro? I'm making harder stages just
1: for you. Nice. In the the game that we're going to talk about next, Mario, uh, Paper Mario Color Splash, I kind of feel about that game the way that you feel about Tokyo Mirage Sessions just because the previous Paper Mario game that came out for the 3DS, um, originally I was uh, really interested because I, I thought that the uh, sticker element in the game was a nice, fresh addition for an RPG, but it turned out to be just a gimmick. And the storyline in that game is really um, unforgiving, and it doesn't really guide you and tell you that you are going to need certain items um, Like for the first major boss that you fight, the, the Kraken. If you don't realize that you, know, you need the, the, the sponge to soak up the poison, you're never going to beat him. And the game doesn't ever give you hints about that, and the storyline—it's not really one of those storylines either that you kind of have freedom to wander a little bit. It's very uh, linear, and I just—I did not like it. So looking at Paper Mario Color Splash, the the color splash thing looks to me like it's going to be another gimmick, and it's it's pretty, but you know, at the end of the day, I feel like Paper Mario Color Splash is going to end up being, um, you know, shallow. And I just, I, I really, it, it bothers me because Super Mario RPG, which is what all these Paper Mario RPGs are kind of based off of, was one of the best RPGs I've ever played, so.
0: All right. I'm completely on, like, the opposite end of this spectrum. I, you know, I enjoyed Sticker Star, um, but I, I really did like the unforgivingness of it. I liked that there was a, a risk to that game like if you lose or you don't have the right item you're gonna lose. So I liked I kind of like that because it's it was Challenging in a game that doesn't look like it's challenging and for color splash. I'm super excited It looks great, and I love the fact that we're finally getting a paper mario On a major console for because lately the paper mario franchise has been relegated to handheld Because we had sticker star uh, back in 12 yeah 2012 and then we didn't get another paper mario game until last month and that was for the 3ds and it was a crossover game between paper mario and mario and luigi we have not had a proper paper mario game since the wii so i'm super excited to see this game back back on console it looks really pretty in high definition and i like the gimmick the color gimmick i like that they're they're trying something I will admit to you, I will agree with you, though, that the Paper Mario franchise has become gimmicky, um, and the reason for that is literally because of Shigeru Miyamoto. He's, like, he doesn't want the franchise to, like, be too similar to the Mario RPG franchise, and he wants there always to be some kind of new hook, and I, you know, sometimes the sticker hook didn't work, and for, you know, Sticker Star and the Mario and Luigi hook it's it's not really there but i am glad to see that intelligent systems you know who make fire emblem which and fire emblem games are always really good i'm happy to see that they're working on this title and it just looks really colorful and really fun i'm on the opposite end of the spectrum for you bro i, I like we don't disagree often but i'm telling you i'm like way on the opposite end of the spectrum i'm excited yeah. for this game
1: because you you did like a Sticker Star, and um, I just thought that game was kind of boring and uh, frustrating. I mean, I like a challenge too, but when the game doesn't give you direction and you're just wandering around aimlessly because the game didn't tell you where you're supposed to find a, an item, I don't know. But we'll see, because maybe this, this game is coming out for a console, so uh, there might be a lot more depth to it because of that, but we'll see
0: true. All right now this is the, this next story is something that I, I'm actually kind of excited for. Um, mini Mario and Friends Amiibo challenge um, little backstory if if you guys don't know what uh, the mini Mario franchise is, it's basically a spin-off franchise from Mario vs Donkey Kong, which itself is a spinoff of the original Donkey Kong game. So, in the, you know, in Mario vs. Donkey Kong, basically, you have to guide toys. To, uh, well, in the first one, it's literally Mario vs. Donkey Kong. Mario's trying to collect the toys from Donkey Kong. Then the second one comes out, and the Mario toys are like the main characters, and it's basically a Lemmings-style game. I don't know how many people play Lemmings. I'm old. I play Lemmings. And it's this. Those are good games. Yeah, they Those are good games. And this game, these games follow in the footsteps of Lemmings. So you basically have to control the little Mario toys and get them to their designated point. And it's a real, you know, they're little puzzle games. And I kind of like the way that Nintendo's been handling the franchise, basically having them as eShop games that you play on the go on your DS or your Wii U. Because the last game had crossed by This iteration of the front of of the game, though is a it's a free game. Let's let, I'm going to say that again. It's a free game. Nintendo is giving you a free game. And on top of that, it has Amiibo support. And this is the type of Amiibo support that I have been looking to Nintendo for. I don't want to buy new Amiibo all the time. Let's okay, I'm lying. I do want to buy new Amiibo all the time. But I want the existing Amiibo that I have to continue to be functional in future titles and this franchise does just that basically all the amiibo that are compatible with Mario Party are compatible with this game and each amiibo that you scan gives you a different power-up so if you scan you know the Mario amiibo you get the ability to wall jump or you scan Yoshi, Yoshi has the ability to to eat enemies with his tongue this is a great way to expand upon Amiibo. I just love this idea, man.
1: I agree. It's, it's good that Nintendo are making games that allow for more um, uses for the Amiibos that you currently own. And we here at the Splat Zones love everything Amiibo. So if Nintendo's coming out with any kind of Amiibo support, you know... We uh, nice one and I we're we're always gonna be uh, excited about that so
0: exactly so this is let me just run down like what each amiibo does because this is cool okay obviously mini Mario can wall jump mini Luigi jumps higher than anyone else Peach can float the mini the mini Peach Toad can shrink himself allowing himself to pass through small gaps Donkey Kong can climb steep hills and Diddy Kong can cling onto platforms when falling and then climb back up. Bowser, uh, when falling from a cliff, will do a stomping jump. Bowser Jr. can walk on spikes. And Rosalina can do a super jump next to walls. This is cool. And I... Again, I love the fact that they're continuing to support Amiibo in innovative ways. And all the character art in this game looks really good. And I was really surprised that they said this game was going to be free. I mean, Nintendo's not really in the business of giving games away, you know?
1: No, but the Amiibos are not free. So, you know, I mean, you still got to pay for something. But it is nice that Nintendo's giving away for free because there's a lot of companies that wouldn't do that. Just like there's a lot of companies that wouldn't give all this um, free DLC for, you know, Splatoon like they continue to do. So, but yeah, Yeah, it's awesome. awesome.
0: Oh, yes. While we're on the topic of this, of uh, the Mini Mario and the Friends... If you buy an amiibo at Best Buy on March 24th you will get a early access download code for this game and it doesn't matter which amiibo you buy as long as you buy an amiibo you get the an early access code to the game that's also cool because Nintendo is Nintendo continues to like expand upon their brand by doing stuff like this, say, hey, you want the game early? Yeah, you're gonna, you know, don't act like you don't want to buy amiibo anyway. And that literally coincides when when the day, you know, when Ryu is supposed to come out. There's gonna be a Ryu. So it's not like people aren't gonna be waiting outside of Best Buy trying to get Ryu. So it's just a good idea. It's just a good idea. Dude, this next title though has literally set the internet on fire literally and not in a good way Metroid Prime Federation Force
1: Really not in a good way?
0: Not in a good way. Literally the worst possible way. Um
1: it's What was the criticism for it?
0: Well, considering we haven't had a Metroid game in about 7 years this this game has been pissing people off since they announced it. But it's a new Metroid game that you do not play as Samus. You play as the Federation Force. And I thought the trailer looked really good. When I watched the trailer during the Direct, I was like, this game looks fun. I mean, it is a four-player Metroid game. That's going to be weird. Um, and, I, you know, that's basically the argument there is. They wanted to make a multiplayer Metroid game. So the reason you don't play as Samus is because they didn't want everybody to play as Samus. They wanted... Unique characters for you to play as so they you know, they built this world around the Federation force and Everyone on the internet hates that they hate it They're like I want to play a Metroid game and I want to play a game of Samus and why are you calling it Metroid Prime? because Samus is like the focus of the Prime series and Samus isn't an all-encompassing character when you say Metroid everybody instantly thinks of Samus. And the fact that you can't play as Samus has really, really, really been setting negative uh, vibes across the internet. It got to the point that Nintendo actually had to disable the dislike button on YouTube.
1: Wow. Well, this is my prediction for the game. I think when the game comes out... Um... People will stop hating just because they realize it's a good game. I think people are more hating on the fact that it's not a Metroid proper game. It's not a, an actual true me- Metroid game where you can play as Samus. It's more of a spin-off game. However, I was impressed with the trailer. I thought it looked good. Um, I thought that this game has a lot of potential. And you know, in in a Nintendo Direct that. It's funny, I feel like the six minutes that they showed of Pokemon Sun and Moon were so much more exciting than the 40 minutes that they they showed all of these games for this Nintendo Direct. I, I kind of thought this Direct was a little bit of a letdown, but um, the Metroid Prime game was one of the, the few bright spots for me because I feel like, um, you know, even though it's kind of a spin-off game, when it comes out, it's probably going to be really good. I
0: agree. I agree. And this bums me out. This bugs me. And I, I I hate to go into like a rant, but I'll try to keep it brief. People complain that Nintendo doesn't come out with new IP. They they do. They constantly complain. Nintendo doesn't innovate. Nintendo doesn't they don't they don't make new games. They don't make new games. Nintendo decides that they can expand upon the Metroid universe. And let's be real, the Metroid universe is one it's one of the few franchises that you could expand upon. And you the universe is expanse. And you're literally playing across the galaxy in Metroid. I love those games, I really do. And I love the Prime series. Probably the best game series on the GameCube that isn't Smash. And it's a big universe, and there are a wealth of characters that you can use. In that universe and it's it's one of the few franchises that they can expand upon and they should they should build a larger metroid universe and i think it's i'm so i'm actually kind of sick to my stomach that fans could be so negative based on a game you know back when they showed this game at e3 last year people were so mad about this game that there is an actual online petition to get nintendo to not make the game there is a petition that people signed for Nintendo to not go through with this game. There is a I gotta say that gamers today are really self-entitled if they believe that they can use they can use a petition to stop Nintendo from making a game.
1: If well, you don't... when's the last time a petition solved anything? Like, you're not gonna get a multi-billion dollar company to do what you want because you got a couple signatures telling them how to make their own games with their own money. It's not going to happen. Well,
0: what's even worse is like something like 50,000 people signed the damn thing and that's so damn annoying. It's dumb. People, I'm going to be real with you right now. And I don't want to, you know, I don't normally try to offend anybody that listens to this show. I appreciate anybody who listens. But... If you don't want something, just don't buy it. You don't have to complain. You don't have to bitch and moan. Just don't spend your money on it. If it offends you that much, keep your money in your wallet and put it towards a game that you do want. Instead of sitting there crying that you're not getting the game that you want. Who's to say that this is the only Metroid game that Nintendo's working on? You know? Triforce Heroes came out last year and nobody was complaining about Triforce Heroes. But, you know, we know that there's a Zelda game on the horizon. Maybe we don't necessarily know if there's a Metroid game on the horizon. But that shouldn't... You sh- your instant reaction to this game shouldn't be... Let's make a petition and say, Nintendo, don't make this game. The, the, you, gamers should rejoice in the fact that you even get to step back into the Metroid universe. I'm excited to go back to that universe, even if I don't get to play a Samus Ron.
1: Yeah, if you really want to make a petition for something, if, for a game, it should be for uh, Mario and Sonic at the Olympics. But, I mean... <laughs> oh, no, I'm kidding. That game might actually be good. You never know. I mean, it kind of has a, a bad history, but um, they might actually make one that's that's fun. I love multiplayer games. I'm, you know, I'm Mario after party. I love multiplayer games. I love Mario Party. So, you know, but I'm just saying for real, like... You know, if you, I agree with you. If you don't want um, to play the game, or you're mad that they're making the game that you know they're not making the game that you wanted them to make, just don't buy it. You know, it's not a big deal. World's not going to end. Pretty sure they're going to come out with a Metroid game eventually, with Samus as the main character. It's going to be okay. But you know, moving on. Let's uh, let's let's just go to the final game on the on the. Uh, talking
0: points. This one I like. Kirby Planet Robobot. And I'm not going to lie, the reason I like this game is pretty superficial. I like this game, well first off, I've always enjoyed the Kirby franchise, but I like this game because of the amiibo support and I like this game because there's a new line of amiibo coming out. And it's the Kirby, it's a Kirby Amiibo set, and they look really good. I don't know if you saw the Amiibo in this for this game, but they look really good. Um, and you're gonna get a Waddle D Amiibo. Waddle D is like one of the coolest characters from the Kirby franchise. I love his little brown, like no having no arm having or stubby arm having ass. Game looks fun though. Um, it really does. It's it's different than any other Kirby game that I've seen in the fact that Kirby's copy ability can be linked to amiibo. So if you scan like the Link amiibo, he gets the little hat and the and a sword to fight with. Or if you uh,
1: sweet. Huh? I said that's pretty sweet.
0: And I, or or the, if you scan the Peach amiibo, he gets like the umbre, the umbrella and he can use that to like hover down with or if you use the Kirby Amiibo, it completely changes him to like a UFO. And I'm looking at the pictures of these Amiibo right now. And I love the blue bases that they chose. And I love the poses that they chose for the characters. Um, I will say that the DDD and the Meta Knight look really similar to the Smash Amiibos. But I don't care because I don't have those in the Smash line. So... Looking forward to getting this this four wave of amiibo. Uh, outside of that, the game itself it looks really fun. Um, I am really disappointed though that we're going back to the 3ds realm for a Kirby game. I don't think Kirby gets enough console love, but uh, I mean he he did start as a Game Boy games a Game Boy character, so I shouldn't complain all that much, I guess. Uh, did you have any opinion on the game whatsoever? Um, no. Not really. Ah, yeah, you're not really the Kirby guy in that room.
1: No, I mean, um, I have played a few Kirby games in the past, but um, I'm I'm not really – I wouldn't call myself a Kirby fan, though.
0: Not true. I will say this, though. The Kirby franchise does pretty much – it does skew younger, and it always kind of has. Um, I think, though, when the first Kirby game out, I would have been about, you know, nine. So – I kind of grew that. I kind of grew up with that franchise, and it's always kind of stuck with me. So, I've always kind of stuck with it, even through some pretty bad games. Um, hey, but if it wasn't for Kirby, we wouldn't have Smash. So, Woo. So, guys, I'm gonna give you. Let's go ahead. We're gonna give you our closing thoughts for this for this show. Uh. I uh. Ma- what Mario Party said earlier, he said that with the 42 minutes. That this direct spent, he was more excited with the six minutes that they spent the week before, essentially. Um, I'm gonna go about this from a different way. I think that, yeah, Nintendo showed off a lot of games, and you know, we didn't discuss every game, they showed a lot more games. But what I did like about this direct was Nintendo's renewed. Um, interest in continuing to develop for the Wii U and the 3DS. Um, especially since we know that the NX is on the horizon. The NX is coming, whether we want it to or not. And seeing their entire focus of a Direct being on the Wii U and the 3DS, it kind of gives me a little glimmer of hope that the Wii U isn't really dead yet. So I appreciated this direct. Maybe more from that aspect than I appreciate the actual lineup of games that they did announce. But still, I'm excited. There are are certainly games that we talk about today that I'm super excited for. I'm super excited about the continued support of Splatoon. Paper Mario Color Splash is something I can't wait to get my hands on. And obviously, I can't wait to get my hands on Star Fox and Project Guard. Um, that's my closing thoughts. Mario After Party, what do you got to say, bro?
1: Yeah, we... Okay, so... We didn't have time to go over all of the games that were presented, um, at the Nintendo Direct. You know, there were a lot of other titles that I'm sure some of you might be excited about, like Break We 2nd, or Monster Hunter Generations, um, or, you know, Legend of Zelda, Twilight Princess HD, woo! but... With my closing thoughts, I just want to say that um, there were a few bright spots in this Nintendo Direct. There were a lot of games. It kind of felt like maybe there were too many, um, if that's possible. But I will say that um, the one game that we didn't get a chance to talk about that I think has the potential to be kind of a sleeper hit is uh, Lost Reavers. That game has um, a certain charm to it. There there looks to be like a really interesting multiplayer strategy going on with that game. So... Uh, you know, I don't really want to get into it too much because you know we're we're just doing the closing thoughts. But I, I will say that um, I would be on the lookout for that game in the future. That that might end up being a, a really interesting. Title. Yeah,
0: yeah. To, to to kind of jump in on that, I am interested in that game, and I do like the fact that it is a third party developed game. We don't get enough of those. Uh, I'm right. I'm a little off put. Uh, about the free-to-play aspect of it like I'm always really hesitant to jump into any free-to-play games Because I I don't really want like can- The candy crush experience on a console or like I don't like the fact that mobile That like mobile type gaming has penetrated its way into the console market That being said the game does actually look pretty good so We'll see um, I don't know when it's coming out. I you know. But I yeah, you're right. It is something to keep, you know, open eyes on. And if the multiplayer experience is good, uh that could completely change how I feel about the game. Well, I think that's gonna be it for this episode, guys. Uh as always, you know that you can hit us up by email, nice1983 at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter at nice 1983 Go ahead and check out Facebook, facebook.com slash nice1983gamecollecting. Go ahead and check out the website, nice1983.wix, gamecollecting. And if you're a fan of the Splat Zones, you can always catch us on YouTube. You can always download us on, on uh, iTunes. And you can stream new episodes on Stitcher Radio. I think that's it for this episode, guys. And you know how we like to end things here.
1: Stay fresh. Stay fresh deuces